Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. We have with us today Takoya Harris, a former Redskins cheerleader, former Pro Bowl cheerleader, and the beautiful mastermind behind Black Girls Cheer. Sequoia, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Sequoia Harris. I am the person behind the iPhone on Instagram for Black Girls Cheers. I have been on Black Girls Cheer for a couple of years, I think about a little over three, and been super excited since we have just hit over 15,000 followers, which has been so great. And yes, having the opportunity to highlight all these different women of color from a wide range of semi-pro, pro, and collegiate teams. Um, has truly, truly been an honor for me to do. Something I literally can't see myself not doing. Probably gonna get help at some point. <laughs> what's gonna happen if I have to like have a kid or something? But <laughs> interns, uh, interns. <laughs> but, but yes, I have the luxury, honor, and privilege to be that for Black Girls Cheer and then an additional page, Black Girls Ring, that highlights Black women in pageantry. So I'm just super excited to be able to talk to y'all and. Dig into the good stuff about diversity. Well, we'll jump right into it. <laughs> what was your dance background? I've taken dance since I was younger, but I feel like I focused more on competitive cheerleading and then hip-hop in high school. And then when I got to college, I danced for the band at Howard, so I did like more Oh, you were an ooh-la-la girl? I was. <laughs> Man, I want to hear all things. I went I to Georgetown, and I only applied to Howard, and... Man, I already know if I ended up going to Howard, like, I would have done anything to probably be a ooh-la-la girl. Anything. We talk about them a lot, Mickey, <laughs> They're so fun. It was. So, yeah, I did ooh-la-la for three years. I was the captain my last year. And then my advisor happened to be, uh, she was a Redskins cheerleader. She used to be a Redskins captain. So, she had told me about it because I grew up in Chicago, so we didn't have NFL cheerleaders. So, I only grew up knowing about the love of the girls. I was like, people cheer for the NFL? Because I had never been to an NFL game. Right. I knew we didn't have their cheerleaders, so I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's how I ended up learning about Redskins and then auditioning a year after I graduated Howard. I was on there for four years and then did the, was a training camp director the year after coming off Pro Bowl. So the person who goes to Pro Bowl for Redskins now becomes the co-director for the training camp. Wow. Cool. They had too many tours going on at once. So they had to pull alumni girls to go to China to dance in the Hong Kong parade. And I was like, yeah, we'll go. Uh, so it was like a great opportunity because it was like, I got to dance with like the current, the girls who were on the team currently, but then it was like maybe five or six of us that weren't, were no longer cheering, but were able to go on the tour. So that's that's like, really cool. Because Brittany yeah. went to Hong Kong as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's pretty fun. I know. I mean, I tend to bring a lot of teams over, too. So the Hong Kong parade is pretty big, I think, for NFL and NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, back to the training program. So has that always been in effect, that the Pro Bowl cheerleader comes back? Well, at least for the past, I guess I went to Pro Bowl in 2013. So I want to say it's been like that, maybe since 2011. Okay. That's something that they at least have tried to do, which is, I think, is a great way for mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl representative to come back and, like, also show routines that they may have learned at Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, like, just share expertise, like, oh, this is the person that we just met. You know, you can learn from her in addition to 
the assistant director as well. So it's like a really, really great opportunity for sure. And I think I'm going back to maybe just because we both follow you on Instagram, right, with Black Girls Cheer. And I thought I maybe saw a comment that you had posted where you mentioned that in terms of the diversity of African-American cheerleaders as Pro Bowl representatives this year, that it was a pretty high number in comparison to years past. So were you the only Black cheerleader? Yeah, so the year I went, I was the only one. I know there's been years. I think uh, not this past year we had seven, but before we've had, uh, it's been more like nine or ten before at a time. So it wasn't the most, but it was definitely like one of the higher numbers because I think on average it's like four or five. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the year I went, it I almost didn't notice it at first. They like did a big announcement uh, of all of the girls who are who were going to Pro Bowl, and they do it in alphabetical order. So Washington Redskins, because they go by the state, Washington Black. So we're like scrolling, we're like on the website scrolling, and then we get this announcement, and I was like, okay, there's me. And then I was like, I didn't want to say anything, and I think somebody was like, I think you're the only black person. And I was like, oh, and I'm like scrolling back up, like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I am. And that's only because I've seen photos of, like, our girls prior. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, three to, like, five girls or so. And it's, like, a good mix. I get thinking diverse women going. But, yeah, I remember it was, like, me, my year. We had two women who identified as, like, Asian Pacific Islander or, like, uh, Asian Pacific Islander and more of a mixed race. And then mm-hmm. one who was Latina. Okay. So, like, four of us that were people of color, we were just kind of like, oh, hey. Four out of four out of twenty six. That's that's a interesting um, stat. Hey guys, <laughs> but uh, yeah, which honestly I still talk to all. Of, I still talk to everybody, but I was the only one that year, which was like it was good. It was like good at the same time. I was like it really worked out for me. In terms of your years with the Redskins, I mean, D.C. is Chocolate City, obviously well represented in terms of you know African Americans. But what were what was the Redskins squad like in terms of diversity while you were cheering? I feel like Redskins has always been diverse for the most part. I think now it's probably like more people of color Redskins than anything else, yeah. just because of the amount of like I think Black girls alone was like fourteen. Yeah, we um we're still wrapping up our diversity survey where we kind of were doing some stats and the best guess that we could for. Yeah, I think the there I think there were like thirteen or fourteen from the past season, and they already had limited the squad down. I think to about thirty. Yeah, I think there's thirty six girls and fourteen yeah, of them are. Yeah, yeah. But when I made the team, it was forty girls in two offense. Oh, okay. So now it's like if you make the team smaller, and there's still more people of color or minority representation, that's like more than half the team. But I think we generally, I think even when I made the team, so when I made the team, I was the only new black girl who made it. However, there were other women, yet again, who identified as Asian, you know, ABI or a Latina descent. So there were still other women who made the team the same year I did. So I was the only black person that made the team, but it was still like about eight or nine of us on the team. I feel like Redskins has always been pretty high in numbers. In numbers. has been, and has taken a lot. I don't know, I've taken a lot of big bets and strides when it comes to diversity, which is something that I've valued a lot with Redskins, with like the leadership there, just because I, after going to Pro Bowl and speaking to other girls about their teams, and I'm like, wait, you don't have any black people on your team? Mm. Like, how? Do they not live in your city? Because <laughs> uh, I know that they can dance. Like, I'm confused. I think I've appreciated the Asian representation on NFL teams almost just like as much as. I see any other representation because I know, like, at one point, I think my last year, Redskins had like eight women who identified as like still ABI. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a, like eight out of like 40 is a fifth of your team. Like, 
that's yeah. a lot of people on your team. So I think Redskins, is, as long as I've been on the team, great, I can't speak to when yeah. I was before 2009, but it's they've been like a pretty good representation for diversity from what I've seen, as well as the Wizards. So a lot of the DC teams. DC teams probably, yeah. You know, we had an interesting conversation with the Blazers dance team coach um, a couple episodes ago where she was speaking to sometimes the turnout at auditions being more representative of the makeup of the city. Um, Do you kind of agree with that in terms of the turnout at auditions in DC? I do. Because you have to think, like, Howard University is there. So because I went to Howard University, and it's like, oh, if I went to Howard University and I go back and tell, like, and I'm in a sorority, if I go back and tell people I was a resident cheerleader and they're dancers, I've had Mm -hmm. a lot of people at this point, who either go to Howard for grad school or went to law school, whatever, and have reached out to me and been like, oh, I'm thinking about auditioning for this or Raven. What are your, like, do you have any advice? And it's just like, it gets to that point where there's so many people that then go to college there. Because when I was in college, I didn't know that that was an option. I didn't know you could be an NFL cheerleader and be in school. enrolled as a student. I had no idea because I just didn't know about NFL cheerleaders at all. Yeah. So, like, now, because I feel like more people are starting to learn that, open to that then that changes the dynamic in which you know like the makeup of I should say of your auditions mm-hmm. um so I do feel like it's reflective and you're able to see that like if you look at the Atlanta Falcons yeah yeah the they, Atlanta Hawks right 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 same thing I look up and I post photos and I'm like in my head I'm, I'm highlighting these women who are people of color on these scenes because I want to promote more girls to go to auditions and it does right. start with that right. um I've had girls before tell me like oh I went to auditions because you either posted about the auditions, or I've seen so many girls now in this field that I'm like, oh, that's an avenue I can take with dance. The auditions, they do make it up, or they make up a lot of it, because even though you audition, you don't also make it, but we at least have to show up for the audition. Exactly. Um, Is that what inspired you to start the Black Girls Fear Instagram? Yeah, that, a few things. So I feel like, what, what was it, the Bleach Report, something, some NFL, like, hot girls, Oh, I know what you're probably talking about. Yeah, hot girls in the NFL. Yeah, like something that used to come out when I was on the team. And I, uh, granted, I think all of my teammates are gorgeous, like literally. But I was like, but man, these people keep picking all the blondes. Like, I'm confused. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, I have like, like this girl's this and this girl's this. Like, I'm confused. I, I didn't even see a lot of diversity, period, when we were highlighting like some NFL cheerleader like, posting blogs, like, if I would go to, like, all-pro, just different things where I would, like, how do people get picked for these all-pros, like, sidelines, distractions? Like, I, I was very confused. Right. <laughs> like, how, I didn't really think about it. I was like, all right, that's fine. People get picked all the time, so whatever. So I, did, I let it go. But it was when I went to Pro Bowl, I was like, wait, 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 pause. I'm the only black person here. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine, because that means you need a black, you need diversity at all these appearances. That's me. <laughs> but I, when I was talking to people about their makeup of their, their teams, Mm-hmm. I was just like confused because to me I went from yet again not knowing anything about NFL cheerleaders to then going to Redskins and Redskins even from me being a rookie basically always having at a minimum of eight black girls so it's, it was like a night and day difference because now I'm like oh this is how NFL cheerleaders are yeah right? no. like we represent everybody and <laughs> you can come and like each girl little girl can come to the game and find a girl that looks like them this is great. We always, Redskins always has a redhead. Like, we make sure we always have, like, it's like, we always have somebody, she gets highlights. She is a low light. She's a blonde. She's a brunette. She's a mixed, like, she's Filipino and black. She's, like, it was just like, it was like literally a melting pot on our team. So that's what I was used to. So then when I started talking to the girls about 
the makeup of the genetics of their team, I'm just like, wow, okay, are people not showing up? Or maybe people don't know about it because I didn't. And I think it, that I was like, well, I want girls to show up. Like, I want girls to know about the opportunities that I didn't get to know about. And I did that with Black Girls Cheer and I have a Black Girls Reign, which is like a sister page for pageantry. So I did one pageant once I turned 27. And afterwards, everybody was like, you should go do this USA. And I was like, I'm already 27. That's not gonna happen. Uh. But, but I was like, but thank you so much. And they were like, people were like, oh, Miss America. And I was like, you gotta be like 24, though. Younger than 24 is crazy. It's not gonna happen. And granted, now they've all like went up a year in age and stuff, but I'm like, that that wasn't the case when I was that age. So I was just noticing, I was like, wow, people were getting scholarships for this, people were doing black girls, people were doing NFL and NBA teams, and like getting signed to like uh, agencies afterwards and becoming coaches. And me being from the South Side of Chicago, I was like, I didn't know about those things growing up. I didn't know to take advantage of those opportunities. I didn't know to, to train to do those things because mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was like that world existed. So I just wanted to be able to have girls who look like me, and even if they don't look like me, because I have thought about which I was like, I don't know if people are gonna like this. It's weird, like making pages for other ethnicities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to be able to promote it, so I did start with those who I identify with, uh, being African-American female, I wanted to create those pages to promote that in African-American communities and black communities. And now I'm able to highlight, you know, those who are, who are of mixed descent or like identify as Afro-Latino because a lot more girls too have even tried to open up like, okay, yes, I'm African-American, but a lot more people in America identify, or across the world identify as black. Mm-hmm. And that's even been a conversation that has opened up from black girls cheer and black girls rain. Like, if you saw the comments when I post a girl who was like, mixed race? You need a mixed page. No, we don't need a mixed page. If the girl identifies, like, I definitely do my background. I, like, message girls before I post them if I'm not sure of how they identify because I don't want to assume your right. race and how you choose to identify yourself. But it is able to, when people are able to see girls that look like them with curly hair and with locks mm-hmm. and people who are moms and, like, highlighting girl cheerleaders on Mother's Day and, like, girls who are graduating with master's and doctoral degrees. Mm-hmm. I just think I've been able to get a lot more buzz and I've been able to encourage a lot, a lot more girls to go to audition. So, Your page yeah, is powerful. That's, that's what kind of just, like, made me want to do it. I was like, all right, I aged out. But you did. So I want you to be able to. I mean, today, of course, you can always go back and, like, dance and cheer and that's but. But for me, being married now and living in, in another city, I just felt like it was, you know, time for me to, like, just promote it for other people to also have those experiences. And, like, be a vehicle, make sure to, like, answer messages and, like, come and uh, try to give audition tips to girls. Or I've connected girls with other uh, members on different teams. Like, if I know, like, hey, this girl's like, I'm auditioning for the Saints. I'm not sure what to do. I was like, you know what? I never, I never auditioned for the Saints. And I'm like, I could give you, I could give you tips, but it'd be better if I connect you with somebody from the Saints. Right, right. So like, I've been able to connect girls like, hey, let's loop in a message. Hey, she really needs help. Like I did that, the Wizards, I remember I did that with one girl. I did that for Miami. Like people were like blowing it up. Like, oh, you need to do this. Da-da-da-da. This is what happens, how it is. And it just was like, that's not something you would get normally. Mm-mm. Like just access to people on the team currently telling you like, hey, I just auditioned last year. I'm auditioning again this year. This is what it's like. This is what you that's, so yeah, being that's to, awesome. Yeah, being able to do that has, has been super great. Your page is one of my favorites. I just think Aww. you highlight the girls so perfectly, and it's just awesome. 
not everybody kind of necessarily does the research to go and look at every roster and see, you know, who's on the teams, but being able to see in such a wide, like you, you cover so many different teams, pro teams. How do you structure your time to, <laughs> to manage all of it? Because it's a lot of research, it sounds like, for sure. First, I always have to apologize for any team, person, or just a person interested that I have possibly overlooked. I always have to start with that because I'm sure for after three, I try to do three posts a day. Today, Instagram, it won't be great. But <laughs> it, it gets to be a challenge at some point um, just because either some people will tag me directly, which is great, and some people message me as well which is easier um so some things like i'm able to highlight and i'm like cool somebody messaged me i, I had this one specific person that follows black girl cheer and when i and they have like a they have no picture on their account don't post anything mm-hmm. trouble. but they know they send me content like like four to five times a day what? like i don't know who the person is or whoever it is listening literally sends me like audition flyers i don't know they, they follow like every director or something like they literally send me things every day like and i just like things if i'm going to repost them like thanks for this thanks for this and i, I like never shout them out because i'm like you have no it's like no name it's like it's like a ghost account but um, that's so cool though we have one of those too <laughs> right, but it's like okay i'm grateful so i, I tend to do that where i like i'll search like i've started now going through girls okay, going through your, all right did you tag your teammates okay cool let me follow her yeah. also follow girls so i can also promote things that you're doing so it gets a little time consuming i because mm-hmm. i'm i have had to train myself almost a certain hours to go on instagram in the beginning it was a lot i was like trying to build followers and like trying to build content trying to find girls to promote. And it was if you've ever wanted to see somebody legit connected to their phone and like it just stays in your hand that's me mm-hmm. That was like me, and it was like Sequoia used to work full time. Like I was like, like people are like, no one's paying you to promote these girls on Instagram. I'm like, I have to though. Like, and then I was like, people were asking me if I was okay because I wasn't posting anything on my personal account. Mm. They're like, you're never on social media. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm on social media all day, <laughs> but I just only post black pageant queens and black professional <laughs> dancers, and I just do it. So between that, that's like seven posts a day. I'm floored that there's another account out there that I didn't know about, but I, I mean, yeah, the yeah, fact that yeah, you can manage yeah, both of them. That. Yeah, Black Girls Reign, that I literally oh. relate Black pageant queen from every system all day long. I'm getting better. <laughs> when did you start the Instagram page? I think it was somewhere around 14 or 15. Okay, wow. Nice. I didn't even get Instagram personally until like 2012, like my, my, my last year of Redskins, I think. So it wasn't until after Redskins that I, like, and after, like, I was out of contract altogether, that mm-hmm. I was just, like, because I didn't want to have an issue where it's kind of, like, this breast and chili are just, like, heavily promoting those other teams. Because then I try not to have a bias and promote breast girls, like, five times a week. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must be hard because they're, they're so awesome. I'm, like, obsessed with all oh, of them. they are. What choreography? What? I almost, like, talk to the director every, like, reached out, like, why were we not doing as much hip-hop when I was in school? Oh, God. <laughs> you were doing all this technique that I was like, just put me in the back for um, <laughs> But yes, they are great. And I mean, even the diversity, I think, in like terms of hair has like changed dramatically. Team, you were wearing straight long hair. That was it. There was not like, mm-hmm. it was either going to be some highlights or something, or like you could maybe curl it a different way or wear a bone straight. But like, I think it was 2010, 2009. Miami Dolphins had a girl with a lot with locks. 
now Miami Dolphins have like two of the girls have like almost a fro. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's Blows my mind. Like I was just like, wait, we have like no hair almost. Like finally, like the Redskins captain, her hair is like all natural. Their co-captain last year also have had locks. Where we're going with our looks now? Like I mean, right? They have a girl with a short pixie cut. Right? I was just like, what? Like, it's been beautiful to see, and it is mind blowing. Like I even at Pro Bowl, I was just like stunned. Yeah, like stunned. every cheerleader. White, black, Latina, Asian. Everybody was like, "Look, you're wrong. Everyone needs hair. Needs to go past the shoulders. And needs yeah, whip. Exactly. Which exactly. What color it is? Yeah. Like I don't care what color it is, but it needs to whip from afar. And now to see like short blondes and like I'm just like short blondes and like edgy cuts. I'm like, yes, because this is how women here are represented at this point. Like we we don't all just have like this long mid-length hair. Right. Um, but just straight, even when it rains. Like, that's not... <laughs> not realistic yeah. at all. <laughs> I've been super, super excited. And NBA, too. They've always been able to have, I think, a little more edge on their team. But I think some things that don't get highlighted a lot are the semi-pro teams, which I've been trying to push myself more to, like, find. Let's face it, it's only, like, 30 to 40 slots on the NFL team, and there's 20 slots, I think, on NBA. And that, then all those girls don't even dance every game take off you like mm-hmm. but semi-pro teams are able to help a lot of girls make that transition to pro teams I think and also still engage in those experiences even if they don't feel like they're at large mm-hmm. um but as far as like performing in front of large crowds like getting up your uh, endurance and your wherever you want your look to be and like branding in that sense I'm like all in Baltimore Blast and New York Lizards and Philadelphia Soulmates and teams that are not big but they still have great impact, and I think they are still able to give uh, a lot of great experiences, which is why I wanted to make sure to, like, open it up to semi-pro and also college level, too. Mm. Because I think some people don't even know, like, certain colleges give cheerleading scholarships. Right. So I'm missing out on tuition. I think cheerleading is not good, but if you go to, like, Ohio State, if you go to, like, a, a bigger, a big uh, 10 school, like, winning and dominating at NCAA, mm-hmm. they're giving tuition, like, my friend was on tuition at Gremlin State, which is HBCU that people didn't even know they was giving scholarships for. Her. Yeah, no, that's good. And that obviously increases the amount of time and resources to expand the scope. I know with, even with the podcast for us, you know, you want to cover more like with semi-pro college even. But we were like, let's just try to narrow the focus for now. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> for uh, now. I do agree. The start, it, like I only did pro to start and then. But then pro even was bigger than what I thought. Because then it was like, we have a lot of hockey girls. Right. I was like, wait, what? It was like, then hockey got in. Then it was like, I had some MLB teams. And then when I got done with residence, I cheered for the castle, which is tennis. What? What? Wow. I did not. What? Stop playing. The castles with a K. Castle cheerleaders. You can look at them on Instagram. Yeah. But they... Like the only tennis team with cheerleaders, uh, like people were like, "You're cheer for a tennis team." Can't even talk. I was like, "Yeah, but I didn't play like real cheers either in a bill game. Like I danced primarily." So like in between plays, like literally, we would go out, pump up the crowd. We had palms, uniforms. I yeah. love it. That is it's so in DC. Cool. It's, it's getting bigger. Like the scope is getting bigger and bigger for who has teams. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from? I mean, I can only imagine just the messages or just people reaching out to you to the extent they have and I'll just say myself that it actually it's a, it's very meaningful 
and powerful what you're doing. But I think it's just so important to have representation and see yourself in, you know, one of the most like glamorous and sought after positions, I would say, well, not the most, but you know, you see models, you see cheerleaders, you see dancers, you see musicians and you look up to them and you want to be like them. You want to look like them. And um, when you don't see anybody that looks like you, you, there are a lot of messages that you can take away from that. So just promoting what you're doing is amazing. And I'm just curious what kind of feedback you've gotten from other people, because I'd imagine it's a positive impact. Thank you. I feel like I've gotten some good feedback as far as a lot of girls who've been grateful for the platform and see how it mainly because I'm also, I've now been like pushing like personal success too. So like I said, with graduations, alumni cheerleaders that be like, no, she's retiring because she's having a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm like, I don't want people to be like, life just stops after cheerleading. Right, um, right. To or like when people have started new businesses or like are now directors. So girls have been excited about it just to like support because I'm like, I, I like to highlight people, but like my overall thing is like I'm trying to support like what you're doing, like mm-hmm. next as well. And then trying to support girls. Like when I was saying, like, oh, this girl made it to finals. Good luck. Because, you know, like, it's just good to just have, feel like, oh, this community of people is like rooting for me to win. This, like, mm-hmm. rooting for me to make it. So I've had girls that have been very appreciative. It's super exciting. I think it's super rewarding. Mm-hmm. Even though my husband's like, you don't get paid for this. <laughs> like, I know, but I think, like, knowing that another girl feels seen or mm-hmm. can be highlighted for the year to four to five to six years that she decides to be on a team or she switches teams. I have a couple girl NFL girls who switched to NBA this year. Um, oh, yeah, there's some um, a Patriots oh, so, cheerleader. So, yeah. One of the football cheerleaders is on Vanessa's on Boston Celtics. That's uh, right. Oakland Raiders. Cassandra's now on the, on the Warriors. Yeah. I feel, and it's crazy because it'd be like, I probably have never met people, but I feel like I know them. You know them, right? Yeah. But it's just been good to like highlight and then like, you know, like for sororities and your Black History Month, and now, like, all of the dancers who've been taking these, like, outside photos. Okay, can we please talk about that, though? I'm just like, where, what? People have been, like, taking these, like, iconic black girl photos. Killing me. Blowing my mind. Like, they, like, organize the outfits, they get photographers. I've just been, I've been blown away. Yeah. People have just been, like, celebrating, period. Like, celebrating their appearance. Like, what they look like in the sisterhood within it. So, like, to see that, to me, has been, it's, it's better than any monetary effort I could, like, ever try to get. Like, I'm trying, I'm try, I feel like I'm getting serious. But it's no, amen, hey no. I'm serious. It's been moving. Like, I, um. Crazy. Like, I'm like, what? Why are we taking that picture when I was <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel silly. well. I didn't feel silly back then, but when I was on the team and we ended up, that went from being like one or two, no one, most of the time that I was auditioning to two when I made the team uh, for a couple years, and then we got to five, and I was like, "Yo, we're taking a group photo, like just kind of like selfie at practice." But it was just kind of like this is not. You remember? I just was like, "This is we have to document," and I, this is when I probably was starting to get more into the whole team social media accounts. But I was like, "We need to like." we're rolling deep now. Like, five of us? Like, we're taking a picture. But nothing where it would have been like, girl, let's get our outfits together. Like, let's... Like, a whole photo shoot. Yes. Like, the rest of the cheerleaders had 13 girls. Oh, yeah. Like, Atlanta, I think, was it the... Yeah. The had, like, an eight-girl photo shoot. Like, with all black on steps. And then, like... And then the Hawks did one where everyone had on blush and nude dresses. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like... Huh? Like, I was just like... Because, it's like, I don't think people understand, like... 
they just have to do this in their uniform and take people to the best their job. Like, they're literally outside of practice. They have friends. People, I've, I've seen numerous girls in each other's wedding. I was just in my friend's wedding, who is um, originally from Bolivia, who met this in with me. And I was just in her wedding. From, and she only cheered one year. But it's the, that's the aspect I want people to see. Like, it's mm-hmm. like the sisterhood part of the, the friendships that happen is like the experiences, the military tours, the games, the kids you connect with. Like, those yeah. things are honestly things that can't be photographed. But having mm-hmm. photographs that don't, like, just include uniforms kind of start giving you that. Exactly. It's like, oh, like, they got together outside the game. Like, the game was over. And they're all at brunch. <laughs> like, yes. and they're all in each other's baby shower. And they're all at, and especially, too, when girls, like, move into new cities. Like, I, I like, often, if you're a dancer, I'd, like, I promote, like, one of prep class and doing stuff because it allows you to meet people through an uh, avenue that you know without feeling forced. So it's been a positive. You know what was interesting when you mentioned the photo shoots too? I can think of at least like the um, the Redskins and the the Falcons, but it's interesting when you see these pictures posted from the team accounts as opposed to Personal. the girls' individual accounts. And I think that's even more of a powerful statement because it shows that the teams are celebrating the diversity of their squad. Yes, and that's a very very bold statement. One that. I'd have a hard time imagining our team doing, certain teams doing. <laughs> I mean, not to call anybody out, but it's just something that we, you've just never been that bold about. No, you yeah. haven't. Like, I literally, Redskins this year for Black History Month took all of the uniform photos and for the black girls and merged them and made a separate team photo of just black girls. What? And I literally commented, hold up. Where was that when I was with them? Like, I was so happy, like, for them. I was just like, what? Like, y'all got your own, like, they posted a team card of just black girls. Like, I was like, that is never, I've never seen that. Like, I was just, like, blown. But just, like, even women's history, now that some girls are going co-ed, they've done that, too, where, like, I know Wizards just, like, posted just, like, the girls. But, like, mm-hmm. they also posted just the black girls. Like, which, granted, D.C., you got to get in Chocolate City. It's already a thing, but I was just like... What? Like me, I I still talk to like three of the cheerleaders, alumni, every week, and we saw that photo and, and like flipped out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think ideally everybody would kind of be like, yeah, you just want black girls to be on things. No, 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 that's that's a lie. Yeah, that's a lie. I have a page that promotes black women because I'm a black woman. That's easy for me to identify with. But I just want teams to represent where they are and represent like girls who are looking up to them because it's different when even if I am a brunette and I see a team full of blondes, that's not me representing That means I need to, maybe I should go blonde for me to make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I just came back. So I went to Tokyo. I went to Japan in August and there's three, I did a training with girls who were in Tokyo who want to come to America to be on teams. And they legit were looking at me, like asking me like, what teams do you think I should go for? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to have to be in the space where I literally gave them teams based on their ability, dance-wise, and their look of teams they should look at. And I was just like, but it shouldn't be that, though. Mm-mm. You should be able to, I should be able to, like, you should be able to pick whatever city you want to win. Like enough, go pick a city and audition. Yeah. Pick a team. And it's kind of like that, but then sometimes it's like, kind of mm-hmm. not. Like, I mean, and then there's still like, oh, there's some teams that may be more hip-hop or more techni- technique or kind of more jazz routines, or more like pom. And I, I am able to gear you in that way of like, you know what, that team, if you're more of a classic 
physically trained dancer, and you're trying to like transition, I would go here. Right. Like if you're not trying to drop it low, maybe Miami Heat, not you. Right. Like, because I know, because it's like you know certain team styles. Right. Like, this right. Where you're like the lovables. <laughs> I figured out by now that that's like one of my favorite teams, and they did not look like that when I was growing up. Oh, the- you know, I would still be in Chicago. Oh. That team, that choreographer, Lord of mercy. Like, I literally, if I tell you you should go try for the Lovables, you're amazing. <laughs> because there's just certain teams I can just tell. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, you have stunting experience. You should do Ravens. You should do Kansas City Chiefs. Like, people who actually have stunters. Mm-hmm. So, I want people to be able to have rich experiences on teams where they feel supported for who they are, valued for their ability and their talent and the look and, and the overall appeal of what they're bringing to the team. So if that means I need to create Asian girls cheer, Latina girls cheer, in order to for girls to feel promoted in that way, mm-hmm. then I would do that because that's literally what I want. Right. Like, right. I want that opportunity. Period. Yeah. Well, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on just if directors of these cheerleading programs struggle with improving upon their diversity. I mean, I'm excited when we kind of finish tallying everything up to kind of at least just show the state of diversity in the NFL and NBA as a starting point. But if they wanted to say, like, you know, our numbers are terrible. If they wanted to improve on that, do you have any advice that you would be trying to give them? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. So, I, I'm not going to lie. I can't imagine that it's, like, a ton of, like, black people. Like, as many in Portland as, like, a coach that. Like, yeah. I'm assuming that, like, Atlanta probably has more. Yeah. Like, just an assumption. And that's based on because, like, you got to think of, like, where historically black colleges are. Clark, Atlanta, Spelman, like, mm-hmm. if they're all there, like, Howard University, Oregon State, or Delaware, like, like if places in Philly, like, if Lincoln University, where HBCUs are, they're going to go around the team that they're around. So that's already a thing. I think it's really just the, it's the way you market it, which is hard because you're like, well, I got to market it with the girls that's on the team. But all the girls blonde and sometimes seems like that's what you're looking for. So it's a, it's a double entendre because it's like, yeah, somebody's face is going to go on the audition fire. Right. It's not my fault that these three girls look similar on the audition fire. That's the captains of the team. Mm-hmm. So I hear you. I hear you. But it has to be where we're moving to now it almost has to be so intentional with right. where we're going. It's like there's, there's very much there colleges there are places that we can actually go to to market right now because people are so big it's like we they rely on girls who've been at games but show up to auditions and to look into like one one into audition but we miss out on several people like yet again if i didn't i never knew about nfl so if i didn't happen to have an advisor who was a rescue cheerleader i would never be on a team not saying i'm not capable to be on a team you i just never, never would have gone out for it what i know about it I don't want us to have to go back to like the super grassroots, but there's certain areas that you just know where dancers are. Even if you went to dance studios and dropped off stuff, like here we're having an audition, like um, any dancers are welcome because it's just really just the knowledge of it. Granted, people are, it's a lot better now with social media Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. social media is so, so big, but it's really just a promotion of going to places where dancers are and figuring out from there, like how you can rate it and not just going to, the things surrounding your stadium. No, so true. I mean, that's, I, yeah, that's a hard thing. it's hard to get plug, more plugged into the dance community of the city that you're in, but 
again, you if you try to figure out, you know, where people might be collecting, there might be dance companies, there might be performances within the community, but it's just a matter of probably doing a little bit more in the department of like outreach and figuring out how to target with, like you said, beyond the yeah, arena. Are we getting cut to? Because some people do show up. Yeah. Wait, what do you show up looking like? Y'all, when I auditioned, I had on, oh, Jesus. <laughs> we talked about that. I had on a black sports bra. Because when I auditioned for the last few auditions at college, we were supposed to wear all black sports bra and biker shorts. That's what we had to auditioning. That's what I assumed. And I had on jazz sneakers. And I was like, yes, I'm ready to dance. <laughs> I came, I had my natural hair straightened. Which is terrible once I start sweating. Which is why I wear curly now. So you couldn't tell me I wasn't ready to go. Like, <laughs> being this deep melanin complexion, I don't know who and God knows Green Earth told me to have on this pink and silver eyeshadow. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Fails and fails. Because I didn't know how to do makeup either, so fails. So literally, like, my dance ability is what got me through the days, but it was like they were going up to me, but like, somebody should go talk to Koya. Like, it was to the point they were like asking me, and I was just wearing swimsuits roughly. I was like, that's must be what everybody was wearing. Because <laughs> that's like, where are they getting these short shorts from? Like, I've never seen these shorts. <laughs> Especially for Redskins. It's cut, cut short before. Like, where did anybody get these boots? <laughs> so, like, somebody gave our captain of the team, like, told me to go back to my advisor and, like, try to get help. She didn't tell me like what to wear. She just told me like be dancing right, and I was. So yeah, I, like go and like I'm like I don't have these shorts. Like I don't have these bedazzled tops, and like I never put lashes on. Like I'm not really. I'm confused on how this is going. And I just remember the week, like I went through the week with bathing suits on, and tights. I danced and some in jazz shoes, and like I was like. This is the most bedazzled thing, like a patterned bathing suit. That'd be great. And like at the end, I think my top at the end had, I don't know, maybe 12 rhinestones at best. And like I put like a red skin logo on the butt of some black shorts <laughs> and was like, because that's the only thing I can find. Because, but, and then I remember the next year, another black girl who I still talk to, she came in like fishnets and like a sports bra and biker shorts with rips looking real rocker. And they was like, Sequoia, that's your project, help us. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> and we both ended up, I mean, going through Redskins, like, it was like, watching like the butterfly. Like, if you look at my Facebook, it's like, Sequoia, that makeup was looking crazy up until this year. Um, <laughs> like, oh, you can't highlight the same as some of the other things. You can't put silver here, because that's not where it goes, ever. <laughs> that's where I had it and that was a problem <laughs> and I made it as an alternate because they was like we just have to work on your glam like you're not I didn't know how to take like sexy photos and like serious faces I didn't know all of that and I, so I also think it's too it's the preparation like I didn't go to prep classes before you which is why I try to promote prep, prep classes mm-hmm. like I'm like you know go because I don't want you to look like I did <laughs> when I went to the audition like I want you to look the part and right. figure it out ahead of time that happens too like even girls people of color, or not people of color, honestly, girls, period, who can dance circles around some of the veterans, circles. Yeah. But they're not coming with, like, oh, I'm supposed to, like, Clean my hair like, perfectly teased and, like, purpley coiffed, and, like, I should have lashes, and I should have this, I should have this showing, and I should have this, and, like, 
I shouldn't come with a freestyle, and I should, or I should be there. like the the prep isn't there either. So sometimes even when we do show up, yeah, what are we showing up as? Are we able to really give our best selves? Because it looks like from the outward appearance we're not prepared, even though talent wise we are. Right. And that's also a thing too, which is why I keep trying to push anytime there's a training program or something. Because I'm like, no, like you could go to the audition, but showing up which is like half the part like you have to still look it and still carry yourself in a way that they would also want on the team so Mm -hmm. I'm working now um this hasn't we haven't said anything yet but me and another former uh, cheerleader from the Chargers City are working to start in LA um and then I'm gonna work with another person from Redskins and doing DC and then I'll go to the South probably but I'm gonna do like a tour with four black cheerleaders and black dancers or, and then I probably just open it to like minority women or just women, period, who want to learn more. That's not like an all pro, because right now we have like right. no action, all pro things that you have to already be uh, on a team, on the team. Yeah. But the first thing we're going to do is actually going to be open to like current cheerleaders and alumni. And it'll just be almost <laughs> like a networking. Yeah. Like yeah. surrounded in LA, it'll just be like kind of like a networking thing too. Because it's like life, what happens after cheer. So like being able to connect with pro cheerleaders and pro NBA dancers who may not be into acting or like I know I have a couple like a friend now who's on tour with Nicki Minaj and then like oh, a girl cool. now who just came off tour with Snoop Dogg and like enough to, a couple people are in LA uh from Lovables and like New York that moved and got in, recently gotten signed so just being you know, like the girl from Hit the Floor the main girl she was a former Lakers girl like a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. you could use a lot of that marketing that you were able to gain from that team and like what to do, like what to prepare, your, prepare yourself for. And then also to talk to people who now may be like in directing and coaching and what that looks like. And like, how do I become a choreographer at PAD? How do I get to be a choreographer at All Pro? Like how does those things happen? So yeah, we want to be able to make those connections too for people who are like, cool, we keep prepping you to make the team. But what happens after? Yeah. So yeah, we're going to do that. Um, That's awesome. Couple months actually, pray for us. We got some big goals. For- <laughs> you <laughs> so got like, it, you got it. For sure, for July. Um, that, and then, of course, we'll still dance. Because, like, yeah, you'll love now. You still got it, though. So, still, like, have some time. Okay, we need media coverage. Have us come through. Yeah. 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 All the information that we are working on, feel free to help. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh, whatever you need. That sounds yeah, awesome. Cool. Because it's such a transition nice. after you dance, for sure. And because of the different contracts as well, some teams are different than others. There's restrictions on how you're able to market yourself as a current squad member, and so it is a little limiting. You lose your following because you're logged out of your social media accounts, et cetera. So um, that's awesome to try to connect people again and figure out how you can continue working and doing what you love in some capacity or new capacities. So that's kind of... Yeah, and I'm hoping to, like, even for those who are on teams or not on teams, to also hopefully get somebody to talk with us about like actual marketing and branding. There's still, I think, a method to all of this. And I've taken every follow in with like, a, like the most gratitude. It took me like four years to get to 15,000. But it's still like methods to different things. And I just want everybody to be able to like capitalize on that, regardless of race, but for you to be able to like market whatever your niche is or your niche, for you to be able to market it and like put your, promote yourself in the best way, in a smart way that Yep. represents you without, like you have to do something crazy on Instagram. <laughs> Anything for <laughs> followers? 
No, but congrats on the success, obviously, of Black Girls Cheer. I'm so happy y'all, like, took the time out just to talk to me. That was really Oh, my cool. gosh. Likewise. We are so pumped to talk I to you. I know my I've been smiling so much. <laughs> you... <laughs> but, no, we thank you so much, seriously, because, um, you know, we mapped out our first season. The second season, I was like, Britt, we got to do, like, a diversity episode just to kind of close out the second season because... You know, sometimes it seems like it's a taboo topic, but it's really not, you know, and presenting information about what the numbers look like is just so that there's some kind of benchmark. We've sought people to self-identify um, participating in a survey. I think if you're, you can probably understand, too, just from having cheered professionally that, you know, there is this probably like a hesitation of like, I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want to, you know, like everybody's super, super sensitive, which is understandable, um, but we're just hoping to have as Cleaning data as a, as a start, and then just being able to see year to year if it's improving or just, you know, what we can track. Because it's not like there's like some article out there, some study that's been done on diversity and pro cheerleading at all. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the only time that is when like we have the 43-year-old English cheerleader. Yeah. She has like a book that was on Amazon. Other than that, because I think they only see it like maybe diversity see age. Mm-hmm. Um, a grandmother. The Saints like, what? You see this mom, she had a 15-year-old, but she's a cheerleader. Like, that to them is, like, right. And it is diversity because age is still a factor yeah. uh, in ways in which you can identify. So I do agree that that's still a thing, like, how you identify, like, uh, your religious background, your sexual orientation, your your genetic makeup. Like, those are still ways in which we identify. Right. Um, so I still, like, totally get that. I just think because of that, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> good there because we got an 18 year old at 35 um but yeah I, I would love to, i can't wait to see what comes out of the things that you are that you both are researching and like what your thoughts are i just really appreciate your willingness to collaborate and talk about this topic and share information we're excited to package this up and like you said it's almost like I'm like i want to write write a paper almost all the on this because of how the data is like shaping up versus just talking about it. But but this really will add a lot to the episode that we're going to launch next week for our season finale. So just thank you so, yeah, yeah, so please, much. Takoya Harris. Wow, slow clap. Slow clap for what she did. I mean, to start something like that, you know, obviously not compensated, not looking for any shine, not looking for anything but to just promote black women. I just think... Just what an excellent job she's done because she's like started a whole community of people like lifting each other up and becoming friends, following each other on Instagram and and just being a part of this celebration mm-hmm. of black girls doing it. Right. And she's got another one. Like how I was the hell do say, you say black girls reign and black girls cheer, follow both of them. That's crazy. But how impactful it would be for people who are interested in that and just seeing that no, you're not the only one and connecting and I don't know. I just think it's so, so, so cool. Right. For her to not even know that the NFL is an option and then to be Pro Bowl cheerleader. I know. Her story is amazing. It is cool. Well, I think what she spoke to, um, you know, wishing that there would be other accounts that would, you know, promote Latinas and promote, you know, Asian cheerleaders. It would be cool if they really did it because, you know, after everything that we went through with the survey and just seeing how it's hard when people don't identify themselves as such, you know, just, it would be nice if there was a way to just everybody to kind of uplift their ethnicity in a very prideful and 
just exciting way because this would just connect a lot of people very very neat i'm just super cool she's so nice just to round out a very important topic and just getting some additional perspective especially having cheered for one of like the number one that won our survey for nfl not one but they're winning Redskins are winning let's just say it they need to change their team name but you know right they Mm. should i know it's tough but they need to but anyway, the girls have nothing to do with that, and they're doing it and representing very well for the dis- you know, District of Columbia, and uh, not surprising that they would have such a great representative for Pro Bowl and that she's doing some amazing things afterward. We're delighted to bring her forward. She can't be hiding behind that little Instagram account. I know. She's yeah, she's stunning, too. Beautiful. She sent us some headshots, and I'm just like, oh, perfect. I can stare at it. She picked the perfect color. Just yeah. of color. I love it. Well, thank you, Koya, for giving us a great interview on this very important topic. And we forgot to ask her about Locker Talk. How do we do that? We always forget she's something. She's so funny, too. Like, damn it, we would have got a good one. I know. She's an actress. I know. And well, I feel, I feel like the whole thing was kind of Locker Talk-ish. Just her true. sense of humor. Yeah. She's, and very behind the scenes. Yes. Like, we were just talking to a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have to do Locker Talk. Right. And on this topic... <laughs> kind of a funny, awkward story. One promo so, comes to mind. <laughs> yes, for me personally, I was sent an email and it was like very urgent. We need to do this. You're supposed to be riding on the helmet buggy, which is basically like a little golf cart that looks like a Seahawks helmet. We use it for parades mostly. Right. right? Because especially when it's not like a the only time we're in a parade where we're dancing is torchlight. Right. And so the other parades were riding in a buggy. Yeah, we're riding in a buggy and waving like a perfect little pageant mermaid girl, right? So they, it was so last minute, they didn't book the helmet buggy. And so uh, the director was like, you're just going to walk it. It's really short. Like, this is where you meet. And it was me and this other girl named Morgan. And what uniform were you wearing? We were wearing our glamour whites. What time of year is this, for the record? Um, I think it was like August. August. Late July. Yeah, it was getting a little cold, but it was okay. it was a nice, beautiful Seattle day. And I remember I was like, yeah, I'm heading to this promo. And you're like, what's it called? I'm going to botch it right now. It's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> Umja? Um. <laughs> I should have just said it for you. I could say Wajamayas and like Humbao and like... Umoja oh. Fest. Umoja. Mm-hmm. Which is a black community festival in Seattle. <laughs> I had no clue. And so I'm like huffing it through the streets of Georgetown, like past your high school. Georgetown You're High School. Garfield High oh, School. Oh shit, god damn it. <laughs> Do you want me to tell the story? No, Yeah, you should. Garfield High School. So it's in the heart of the Central District <laughs> in Seattle. It's where my alma mater, Garfield High School, is located. And so every year there's a community festival with vendors and there's this huge parade. It's got all of the black uh, drill teams performing. So these are all my eyes are lighting up like I wasn't there. Like, wow, tell me (laughs) more. But it's really exciting because they have like, I don't even know how many drill teams there are, but they all perform and they are like jamming, dancing, performing. They have those frat guys with the cool sticks. Fraternities, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I said frat guys. guys. Oh, okay. God, I'm just, I'm hot red right now. I'm just like so embarrassed. You're doing good. You're doing good. Thanks. So then you have, okay, so in light of that, this is a very um, energetic, there's a performance. The whole parade's a performance. People were dancing. Behind us was the drill team girls that were killing it, as always. Like, And here you guys are. Walking. In between a little league, like, football uh-huh. team and then the drill team just, like, killing it and marching behind us with bells and whistles on their shoes and everything. <laughs> And, like, so then, of course, like, a normal parade shit gets backed up. And so sometimes you're just kind of, like, marching in place. 
And so I just had like this plastered on smile, like waving. And I just remember looking at people and they were sitting there like, do something. (laughs) Do you guys do anything? I thought your cheerleaders dance. Can you do something? And I was just like, like (laughs) talking through my teeth to Morgan, like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. She's like, yeah, tell me about it. Like, and we just walked on through and I remember we just ran it, ran to the there is like a Uber. There is a big hill involved. Oh, yeah. Like, I right walked by my up the hill school. in my little plastic heels and oh my, my gosh. uniform, so sweating you, it. So you tell me about this. I'm like, well, tell what happened with the promo that you did, because this is the year that, you know, when I had retired, we're talking about your day. And I was like, wait, you were in the, I mean, I probably called it like the Black Community <laughs> Festival Parade. It's been different names over the years, but it yes, hit me I that was. you literally did the, <laughs> when she said this, I'm just like dying because I know the different drill teams and performances and I can totally hear them like, I mean, there were only two of you, I mean, in your defense, <laughs> but like, don't let there have been like six or eight. They would have been like, you know how we do the um, the Macy's parade? Right. Like if it was a group like that, just mobbing around, oh, they would have definitely been expecting you guys to do something. Yeah. Like, and don't or just Or if we were riding the helmet buggy, we could be like, sorry, we're just riding today. You know, like whatever. I don't know. So awkward. Nothing to even hand out or anything. It was just... The expectation but, was But, you know, something. we had none of our own music. Oh. Okay. And so it was just like... You got outdone by some little kids. Yeah. Huh? So you were like, um, you know what that was, right? And I'm like, ah. Like, just so clueless. But it was just Pretty. another... I mean, it was on point to, in the sense for this episode that, like, if you have community appearance requests... It might not hurt to, to do have a little some research. people on your squad that can help you out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because not to say that we had to pick black people for the promo, but maybe people would have had some kind of connection to it. Or maybe you could have gotten a group together that would have... Like any rep- parade, yeah. they're going to expect you to do something. And so don't just tell the, the contacts that they can't do it this time. If we don't have no helmet buggy and you're not going to prepare <laughs> us to actually perform like we do. Oh my goodness. You know, we've had plenty of instances of just getting plopped and dropped into some appearances, but... Do all fraternity boys, men, groups uh-huh. do that thing? The stepping and stuff? Pretty much. Really? They all have their own style of it. Even you dub? Oh, you mean like every university? Do they have yeah. black fraternities and sororities? Not every oh, okay. one. But you dub does. Okay. Yep. And they have... I didn't pledge, so I don't even get me going on a Greek. It was cool. I was like I'm not... totally into it. I just they actually came to Starbucks and performed the captains really? from. Um... That's who they were. See, here I go. I go by colors. There's red. They were and white. red. Yeah, the yeah. red and white guys. They yep. sang and they gave out roses yes. and then they like. That's what I'm don't... saying. I was yeah. like watching them more than actually like <laughs> smiling and waving. <laughs> I would have too, but anyway, yes. <laughs> I didn't have a locker talk that was on point, but... I'm just so embarrassing that I, you know, I have stories for days. So that's why I signed up to do this podcast, just to air out my dirty laundry. Well, there'll be more locker talk stories for next season. But we just want to thank everybody for supporting our podcast for our second season. It's we'll been be an back. amazing ride, and we got more for that ass coming yep. up. It's been so fun. It like thinking been. back, like this kind of was the season of interviews, but it was just so much fun. We and met so many cool people. We totally did. That's the most exciting part. Right. Fell in love with some cities I wasn't anticipating. Mm-hmm. Hated some cities I thought I'd love. Orlando. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, most, most just, I'm just saying. But 
action-packed. We traveled mm-hmm. and we got a lot of great experiences. It's going to be more of that to come. So stay tuned. Listen out for us on April 24th. We will be launching season three of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. The truth behind the palms. Did we bring it? We brought it. Yep. Let's count our in and like do it at the same time. Five, four, three, <laughs> two. God dang, <laughs> One, two, three. Until, Until next time, time keep, keep your, your eyes, eyes on, on the, the sidelines. sidelines. <laughs> if you'd like to present another tagline for the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, please submit one here. Slide into our DM. <laughs> See you for season three. Bye. Woo!